Podcast, the survival guide of a psychic medium episode two. This is your intuitive friend, Stacy, aka Kiddo Moon. Today's topic is you think you're a psychic, now what? And we'll get into some tips on how to manage your new or not so new experiences. So let's get into it. Not understanding the unknown can be scary and feel lonely. As we grow up, there are many people to teach and guide us with the basics of life. However, nobody is really there to guide or hold your hand when you are a psychic medium. And I want you to know you are not alone, so there is no need to fear. You are part of a community. The great benefit of the internet is that we can better connect and help each other to gain a better handle with our sixth sense. The downside is that there is so much information out there. Therefore, I would like to share with you some basic tips that have helped me. Tip number one, always make sure you are grounded and charged. I jokingly say shields up, which is a little bit of a geeky Star Trek reference. The more grounded you are, the more you're able to focus how you feel and know whether you're picking up inside or outside energies. Shielding yourself is a great way to dim the overwhelming energies out there and protect yourself as well. We are like sponges, or like I like to often say, satellite dishes. We pick up so much, even unaware that we're doing so, until it catches up to us and leaving us feeling drained. Grounding will also help you hear your higher self more clearly. Personally, I believe the more grounded I am, the more I can grow by leaps and bounds in both personal power and spirituality. So, how do you ground and shield? There are many methods, books, and of course, YouTube videos out there. And they all show you different methods of grounding yourself. I take a bit of each and I make it into my own. Everyone's different and everyone vibes differently. Personally, I don't practice the ritual side of grounding because <laughs> I don't have the time. And the idea of rituals stresses me out. But by all means, if doing a mini ritual helps you, please do so. Overall, I like to hold a grounding crystal. I personally love copper or smoky, smoky quartz. I select my stones and crystals based on what I'm feeling that day. Then I sit or lay down and I imagine branches growing out of my feet, which is my root chakra, wrapping around the center of the earth, the heart of Mother Gaia. Afterward, a white crystalline fire rushes through my roots all the way up to my body pushing out any negativity surrounding me, like an eggshell. I then start from the top of my head, the crown chakra, and I imagine my crown taking in the sun's red, orange, fiery flames, burning, around, burning away any negativity and surrounding me like an eggshell over the white light, like bathing in the sun, absorbing all the warmth throughout my body. Finally, I ask my higher self, Hi, higher self. <laughs> I ask my higher self to please surround me with a guiding, protective blue light. After all this, I'm ready to go and start my day. Sometimes when I feel I need an extra clearing or a recharge, I'll do this again before bedtime. At first, it might take time, but with practice, you'll ground yourself more easily. I mean, it used to take me 30 minutes, but now I'm done within 5 to 10 minutes. No biggie. Tip number two, not knowing what or who to trust in the spirit world can lead many psychic mediums down a darker path or scared 
or ignoring and shutting it all out. I had to learn I don't need to always ask an outside source for guidance or confirmation. The best source you can always count on is your higher self. Your higher self will never leave you astray or leave you feeling bad. The hardest part is hearing your higher self clearly because unfortunately, the ego is louder and gets in the way. Ego is not all bad, it's there to protect us, but like an overbearing parent, it can become overprotective and shut down the good things out of fear. I mean, the ego is a whole lesson in itself, but keeping grounded and listening to your inner voice and just asking your higher self will allow for a stronger, deeper connection within. If you choose to channel or do more spirit work, I always ground myself in light and I always ask, are you of the light or are you of the higher good? All you need to hear or feel is a straight, clear yes or no. Randoms, as what I like to nickname them, are spirits and entities that are earthbound or not of light. I call them randoms because they randomly appear like strangers you cross on the street. You wouldn't invite every stranger you pass on the street into your home, so don't invite randoms into your space. Entities or spirits not of the light will sometimes give you no clear response or, guess what, be a bit cheeky and shrug or wink. Be aware that anything that is not a clear yes is actually a no. So, tell them bye and send them away. No need for randoms in your life. So through time and practice, you will instantly feel if whatever you are communicating with is of your higher good, so you won't have to ask all the time. Also be confident that your spirit guides will never tire of you asking. They are there to support you with unconditional love and understanding. Tip number three, how can I benefit from my newfound gifts? Although at times it can be overwhelming being a psychic medium, I am grateful every day. I have an aware connection with the ebb and the flow of the universe's energy. So paying attention to the energy changes has allowed me to surf the wave of abundance. Energy is always there for you to use. If you don't, that's okay. It will just flow on to the other person since it waits for nobody. Being a psychic means being a great manifester. Being better in tune with your spirit also helps you better tuned in to others. This can be amazing for your social skills. Because, you know, I'm an introvert, but being in tune with other people allows me to know right away how they like to communicate, which helps me act as an extrovert when needed. Knowing right away that someone is in a bad mood from the start takes away any insecurities from your ego, telling you that he, she does not like you. It is so freeing because you know intuitively it has nothing to do with you. There are so many benefits I wish I could list them all, but one last one I'll add here for now is your shadow. Being intuitive, we know ourselves deeply, which allows us to see the hidden parts of us. We can do heavy shadow work and make great progress, leaps and bounds. Your shadow needs as much attention and nurture as any other part of you. I mean, it is you. The more shadow work you do, the more you grow and the more you start to understand life. 
I spent many years on and off doing major shadow work. It was not easy, but I will say the ultimate freedom I feel now is something I wish we could all experience. So keep up the good work and don't be afraid of your shadow. For my new segment, this part is called, Hey, hi. <laughs> hi. Hello. Hi there. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I sometimes get the most random spirits that visit me. Of course, only from the light, because I am territorial and would never allow a bad guest, or what I would like to call randoms entering my space or home. So, this advice goes both ways in spirits and alive people. Don't allow them randoms in there. So, I had a visitor the other night, and once again, when I'm all nice and cozy and ready for bed, bam, the room starts ringing and there's blue light everywhere. I can feel a presence, and I roll my eyes and I just say, okay, what do you want? <laughs> right away, I see a male in blue light in what looks like, I guess, looks like ancient Chinese clothing. He tells me his name is Ferdinand. And he taught the emperor many things of the stars and machines. And he's friends with the emperor, and he would like me to read some of his books. He felt it would help me with some questions I have. I mean, I am a philosophical type, so I say sure. I tell him I'll look into it, but I do need my sleep. He then tells me we are of the same soul tribe and bids me adieu. I don't know what he means about the soul tribe thing, but I try to sleep, but... Curiosity has my mind racing, so I grab my phone and blind myself with the bright light and proceed to wake up my sleeping husband, telling him about this visit. I start Googling Ferdinand and ancient China. And guess what? There he is! Amazing! I'm still blown away every time this happens. I know nothing of this person, nor have I ever heard of him. There he was, a painting of him in ancient Chinese clothing and an European man. I won't go too much into his biography, but his full name was Father Ferdinand Verbeist. Verbeist? I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, he lived in the 16th century, 1623 to 1688. He was a Flemish Jesuit missionary in China during the Qing Dynasty. And he was born in a part of Belgium. He was an accomplished mathematician and astronomer and proved to the emperor that the European astronomy was more accurate than the Chinese astronomy. He then corrected the Chinese calendar and was later asked to rebuild and requip the Beijing Ancient Observatory. Being given the role of head of the mathematical board and the director of the observatory. He became close friends with the emperor who frequently requested his teachings in geometry philosophy, and music. He also worked as a diplomat, a cartographer, and translator. He spoke Latin, German, Dutch, Spanish, Hebrew, Italian, and of course Manchu. And he wrote more than 30 books. During the 1670s, he designed what some claimed to be the first ever self-propelled vehicle 
and many have claimed that this was probably the first automobile. And in spite of its small size and lack of evidence that it was actually built, many believe it was in working order. So, I'm still looking for his book on astronomy. I love the subject, but finding an English translation has been difficult. Meanwhile, give Ferdinand a five-star review on Amazon. I'm sure he'll appreciate a lot. <laughs> okay, the last part of my segment and my favorite, the Q&A. opinions, so please take them as such. First question, Dear Stacy Kidomoon, how do you contact your guides? I have tried so many classes and nothing is working. Please help. Patricia. Hi Patricia, this is something that takes time and patience. There are many steps involved with contacting your higher self and guides, but I will try my best to narrow down some of the steps I have taught before that could help. I personally teach and believe to trust yourself and connect with your higher self first before you open up the channels to more. Knowing your higher self is the number one tool and guide on your spiritual journey and will never lead you astray. So, some tips. Number one, before you open yourself to channels and receive messages, always ground and clear yourself of any negativity. Clear and protect the space you are in and center yourself. Number two, sit and think of what the feeling of eternal love feels like. Once you recognize this feeling, ask your guides to step forth. You will feel the same feeling. Only higher beings of the light can radiate eternal love. Number three, keep your mind clear and ask your guides to give you messages you need to hear. Allow any images, words, and feelings to come through. Don't allow your ego and mind to make sense of it. Number four, using a crystal can help. Amethyst, selenite, tourmaline, celestite, labradorite. <laughs> These are all great crystals to start with. For a more intense energy connection, I personally like to use petalite or a hypermer diamond or numite or a rainbow myonite. If you want something intense and out there, you can always try to hold a meteorite or a moldavite. So be aware, they can make you feel dizzy, so don't wear them all day. Number five, if you're unsure if your spirit guide is who they say they are, always ask, are they of the light? Only beings of the light can say yes because they resonate with that frequency. A simple yes or no. If you hear nothing or hear a silly response like, maybe or could be etc this is not your guide send them away with the help of archangel michael number six the more you practice meditation and grounding yourself the more stronger connection you will get don't rush take your time your guys aren't going anywhere i hope these steps help along your journey and thank you so much for your question patricia next question kid moon I'm an empath and I have a hard time getting rid of other people's heavy energy on me. What can I do? Debstar. Hi, Debstar. So the title empath is often used much too loosely. 
Being an empath is actually very rare and not what most people have come to believe what it is. Most people are clairsentient. This is when you pick up on other feelings and emotions and most of the time it's the heavy stuff. Because people hide the negative within themselves and it gets bottled up and they're not realizing despite hiding their soul and energy is yelling out that negative and that's part of what you're picking up. Being an empath is someone that takes on heavier energy and transforms it into lighter energy. Sadly, many true empaths live a very harsh start in life and end up with many ailments because their bodies become like a sponge of heavy energy. I won't dive into much of the difference, but that's kind of the gist of it. So if you're an empath, you're sentient, intuitive, sensitive, or you know what, just a human being living an energetic, emotional experience, you got to ground yourself. It's so important to set yourself, remind yourself to be present. We can get so caught up in our head and feelings, we lose track of our groundedness and our presence. So ground, go for a walk, or take a spiritual bath. One tip I received from another medium many, many years ago is a great cleanse to do once a week. It really helps clear out the gunky energy and leaves me feeling fresh. It leaves my skin silky smooth too, so that's a great added plus. It is called the Detox Scrub. You can do this in the shower. It's fast and easy. Take a quarter of Epsom salt, one teaspoon of coconut oil, one cup of apple cider uh, vinegar. Mix it and rub it all over your body. You can even pour some of the apple cider vinegar separately in your faucet drains to cleanse any stuck gunky energy and of course kill bacteria and freshen up your drains. Of course make sure all the items you're using are organic. So I do hope this helps and remember to take care of yourself. This concludes episode 2 of the Survival Guide of a Psychic Medium. Each episode is uploaded every Thursday. If you would like to send in a question for me to answer you can do so via my website kidomoon.com or simply email me at kiddomoon at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram under the same name, Kiddomoon. Remember, stay kind to yourself and to others. Talk to you next time.